welcome in to everybody on the network all throughout the great state of Wisconsin. We're glad you're with us today. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. So, um, a couple of things. Uh, first and foremost, don't forget, coming up on Saturday night, we're going to be live. We're going to be in the Northwoods. I'm excited about it. We're going to be heading up for our first broadcast ever uh, outside of, say, the, the house that we stay during the fall ride uh, in Tomahawk. So we're excited about that. We're going to be uh, – we've got another broadcast in Tomahawk coming up uh, later on this year. Uh, we're going to be at some point uh, over at Castaways. So I'm excited about that too. So we've now got more interest in the Northwoods. Faux show. But this Saturday we're going to be at the Loophole Bar on County Road L in uh, in Tomahawk, just above Tomahawk, coming up this Saturday night for a Green and Gold Watch Party, the Packers and the 49ers, and then afterwards the Green and Gold Post Game Show. And we're going to be live from the uh, Loophole Bar. So we're, we're excited. Uh, really, um, really looking forward to this weekend. Big time. Big time coming up. So we've got that. And then I had, to- I had told you, for those that were listening the first hour, we have got, we've been approached by a uh, local broadcast company to make a TV version of uh, the Bill Michael Show when we're in Las Vegas for Super Bowl. And they're going to run this. Uh, it's going to be a two-hour special that's going to come up the night before Super Bowl. Uh, and I said, we're probably going to announce it next week. Actually, we're going to announce it tomorrow. Um, I guess they're listening. And they said, no, we're going to cross the T's and dot the I's, and we're going to do it tomorrow. So I said, okay, great. So we'll tell you where you can watch it tomorrow. Uh, and um, Jay- Jason said, are you going to become the Pat McAfee version of uh, Wisconsin? Eventually, there's plans for that, so we'll see. But, uh, you know, right now, you, you walk before you run, you know? So uh, I don't think they're going to take the show live, but it'll be kind of maybe a recap or something eventually down the road. But right now, they just want to see kind of throw up the test balloon, but there's no better place to do it than when you're walking around Las Vegas, right? So <laughs> we're going to do a lot of that stuff, uh, a lot of that stuff coming up uh, coming up this week uh, or coming up next week. And uh, we'll talk more about it and tell you where to watch it and all that kind of stuff. And then they're going to start advertising us. So uh, they're putting all that together. So we're excited about that as well. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up and find us, please feel free. Go ahead and do so again, 877-867-1670. Um, so uh, let's see here. What else do we have? Um, uh, well, let's let's do this because we, we, we didn't uh, really uh, get a chance to get to the phone calls early on. Let's go to Dale listening to us in Oak Creek. Dale, welcome to the program, man. How are you doing today? Thank you for taking we, my call today. No problem. What you thinking? I, uh, um, t- um, so today I was thinking of the Packers, and then I'm a little nervous about the Packers losing to the 49ers. So, um, um, so what's the mindset of the Packers about winning against the 49ers? Um, I, I think, well, let, the mindset is you're going in like you want to win the game. I mean, you, you're one step away from going to an NFC championship game. So, Inside the walls of 1265, my assumption is this is a team that is playoff mentality. Outside of the walls of 1265, as fans look upon this, some of them, the diehards, the people that, you know, you got, you know live and die with each win and loss, they're, they're probably a little nervous. Uh, there's others, like myself, that feel like, hey, they're playing with house money. Go in, play loose. You've already had a terrific season. Uh, the expectations have been met in a lot of different areas, so you feel pretty good about it. But you also don't want to let your foot off the gas. You want to be able to say, hey, we went farther than we ever thought we would go. And there's, as a fan, that legitimate hope. Then 
there's the uh, the the mid level. I would say the pessimists that are like, ah, I don't know if they can win. I'm nervous about that. As a fan, you want to win, but you're kind of like, ah, I don't think they can beat the 49ers, you know, you know, that kind of thing. And then there's the flat out every week, everything sucks. It's doom and gloom. Even though they're, they're, they're fans, they're going to find every way in the world to tell you why they're going to lose. And those are the people that, uh, you know, bitch, piss, and moan because even if they want a Super Bowl, they'll say, well, they can't do it back-to-back years. Those are the people that do that. So I'm kind of in the sense of they're playing with house money. As a fan, I want them to win. I'm anxious about the game. I'm nervous about the game. And if they get beat, I just want to see them have a, a good showing, a good performance against the 49ers because I feel the 49ers are the best team in the NFC by far. So I want to see I, I want to see them have a good game. But I think up at Green Bay, they're looking at this like we've had the chip stacked against us. We're not talking about a rebuild. We've had some injuries, but we're getting healthy at the right time, and we believe we can go in. We were close the last time we faced this team. We believe we can go in and get a win, and we've got a quarterback that actually just runs the offense who doesn't really improvise too much. He just runs what's called, and so I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of hope for that as well. Appreciate the phone call. Good, good, good stuff. Appreciate the phone call. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Uh, if you want to hit us up, feel free to go ahead and do so. Again, 877-867-1670. Uh, what else do we have here? Um, this is from Jake. Jake says, I'm nervous about the game, but I'm excited. I'm giddy. I can't believe they're actually here, and I can't believe we're talking about them going out to San Francisco to face the number one seed. I thought for sure they'd get beat by Dallas, and we would still consider this a really good season. Now we're, a, now we're an extra game into the divisional round, and we're kind of playing with house money, aren't we? Question mark. Yes. Yes, we are. He said, uh, I feel that Jordan Love just needs to possess the football and not turn it over. And if he doesn't, and this team continues to move up and down the field, our best defense is our offense, and we're going to be just fine. We can go toe-to-toe with anybody at this point because they are playing better as the season has drawn on. Appreciate the email. Um, And then this one is from Gio. Gio says, I'm nervous. I'm biting my nails. I can't wait for the game to get underway, and I'm going to look at it through my fingers. (laughs) Like You're putting your hand over your face so you don't have to see it, but you want to – you want to just kind of like look through the crease of your fingers just to watch the game, I guess? Okay. I get it. That's a fan. There's nothing wrong with that. That's a fan. I think Good the stuff. I think the fan experience this Saturday is going to be different, right? Like, I really want my team to win. I think they're hot, and they have an opportunity to do something here. I mean, they're a part of the final eight, you know, trying to make it to the conference championship. But I think the difference on Saturday night is if you get together with friends to watch this game and the Packers lose – like it's not going to completely depress everybody and you're no. not going to be depressed for the night. You're going to be bummed and it sucks that the season will be over. But like think of a couple of previous playoff games they lost and you're just depressed. Like right. ruin the weekend, ruin the week. I don't think that's going to be the case with this game, win or lose. Well, here's the, here's the next question. Is it better to be going into this situation as with, with no expectations? And I mean, you know, you go back five weeks ago, we didn't even think they were going to make it to the postseason. So is it better to go into this situation and go, you know what, let it all hang out, let the chips fall where they may, or is it better the last time they went or the time before that as, say, a number one seed, home field advantage, the whole thing, only to be kicked in the nuts, and then all of a sudden you're out of it? Which is more devastating? You know? I was pretty I mean, – They're de- both hurt. But I, I I agree with you. I think if if they lose this game come Sunday, it'll be like, I can't believe the season's over. But I'm going to watch football on Sunday. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to come home. We're going to talk about it on Monday. We're going to say, man, what a, what a season. 
Yes. As opposed to like, I remember that loss against the Buccaneers. I like, I didn't even want to talk to my friends. I didn't like, I didn't want to watch football, the yeah. work, going to work the next week was depressing. I, we're going to avoid that. If they lose, it's going to be a bummer, but I, it's not going to be dep- depressing. Right. Like the last decade of Packers playoff losses has been right. Yeah. I see. I agree with that. Um, Terry says the second is more devastating for sure. Uh, and also says it's all gravy at this point. Um, this one's from Nick, who says, I really like our chances. Uh, and uh, Zane says, uh, better with no external expectations by the fans, inside Packers, between the players and the coaches. I believe they all know that they can win and beat San Francisco. Uh, this is an amazing team. And um, Packers as an underdog has been bliss all season long from Steven. And Jake says, uh, every time I believe the Packers are going to lose, I bet them to cover, and they have every year. They made me a lot of money. <laughs> Uh, the Packers have been really good when they've been the underdogs. They've been really good. Uh, I, I said last night, I said I'm going to take the 49ers to win, but I'm going to take the Packers to cover. And it's dropped from 10 to 9, and 9-point nine spread. So, But I take the Packers to cover. And if they're close at the end, who knows? Maybe it's a nail-biter and we're all uh, – Now, and this one's uh, from Mac. Mac says, would you rather see this team get blown out uh, in the second half, uh, so there's no expectations and there's no nail-biters, or would you like to see them no- lose a nail-biter to the San Francisco 49ers again on the road? Um, no, I want to see them play well. I want to see them play well. I, 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 a loss is a loss. And I, I think you get blown out. How do I how do I put this? You get blown out in this game, then you question how far away you are. What went wrong, first and foremost? I mean, if it's fundamental, it's just because you're not tackling well and you're not covering well and miscommunication. Okay. But if you just get physically beat and dominated, then you got to go look in the mirror and go, how far away are we from being on that level? And I'd like to think that they're closer to that level. You know what I mean? So I, if they lose a close one, it's going to suck. But then you go, okay. We played toe-to-toe with the number one overall seed in the NFC at their joint. We're not far away, you know? Um, Tom said, imagine this game coming down to a last-second field goal. How are you feeling? Uh, how are Packers fans feeling? <laughs> it, well, if it's a 30-yarder, 39-yarder or in, we're, we're confident as hell. We're all giddy. We're all running to the pay window. But if it's between 40 and 49 yards, we're all biting our nails, wetting our pants, throwing on the diapers just before the kick because that's been the bugaboo for Anders Carlson is the 40 to 49 yards field goal. 50 and out, he's been solid. 39 and in, he's been solid. It's that 40 to 49 yarder that's really kind of sucks swamp water, you know? (laughs) So... All right, let's do this. We're going to break. Mike Clemens is uh, standing by. We're going to talk with Mike up in Green Bay. Don't go anywhere. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Nice Ash. They were terrific hosts for us this past weekend in the Green and Gold postgame show. Don't forget uh, tonight, tomorrow, Saturday night as well. They're going to have live music. They're going to have the game on. So if you're looking for a place to go in downtown Waukesha, that is the place to go. They're going to have they got cigars, obviously, hookahs, great bourbons and whiskeys. Uh, but also they're going to have entertainment down there this weekend too, starting tonight. So if you're looking for a terrific place to go, some fun times, 
excuse me, that is the place to go. TheNiceAsh.com. That's TheNiceAsh.com. Mike Clements next on the Bill Mike. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. in the blizzard receives a big surprise when Packers quarterback Jordan Love offered to help Digger out. This was on Friday before the team took off for their playoff game Sunday in Dallas. Lucy Karofsky is a college student from Milwaukee who was home on winter break visiting her family in De Pere. Amazingly, it was Packers quarterback Jordan Love who came out of that vehicle. He to walk towards my car and like ask me if I'm okay. I said, I'm, I'm okay, I'm just stuck. And then he offered to help push. Yeah, um, you know, I was leaving, I was in a parking lot and uh, I, I saw her trying to back out, tires were spinning. Um, I just asked if, you know, she wanted me to help try and push real quick and see if we can get it moved. Um, and I tried, it was unsuccessful, um, but you know, she said somebody was coming to, with a shovel to help, so. It's about the only thing that wasn't successful for you last weekend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. Yes. Um, what was, <laughs> thanks. Wow, that was uh, that was a story that made it uh, all over social media, and then eventually uh, onto the airwaves and such uh, in Green Bay and all throughout the great state of Wisconsin. But uh, I, I'm just glad, like he didn't try to push the car out, like hurt his back or something like that. Uh, but joining us on the hotline, Mike Clements, who is brought to you by our friends at the Bay Motel, Green Bay, quiet, cozy, and comfortable, just a mile from Lambeau Field, perfect for the family stay in the Bay Family Restaurant. They have that homestyle cooking seven days a week on South Military Avenue, right there in Green Bay, only a mile from Lambeau. Call them, 920-494-3441, 920-494-3441, or go online at baymotelgreenbay.com. That is baymotelgreenbay.com. Mike Clemens uh, doing a Thursday on a Friday on a Friday on a Thursday kind of call in. Michael, how you doing, pal? Pretty good. Uh, Jordan Love yesterday. Um, came walking up to us on cue because they have Lafleur talking to the media in the auditorium right after practice, the new format they've had all this year. And then it was his, you know, Wednesday to talk. And he's always got Tom there from the PR staff at his side. Tom used to be along with Rogers. But yesterday, for the first time, I just kind of looked at him and I thought, uh, here we go. He's arrived. He's, you know, you could ask the average fan. Uh, the, the, you could ask the guy sitting next to you on the plane to San Francisco. So who replaced Tom Brady? And they'd probably go, uh, gee, you know, you could name with a couple quarterbacks like that. But if you asked who replaced Aaron Rodgers, they're going to know Jordan Love's name now after that yeah. game last weekend. Now, there's not that much national media here, even though it's a divisional playoff game. Maybe in years past, you know, the ESPN would have sent an extra crew or NFL Network, and maybe it's got something to do with the, the travel logistics. That, you know, that's, people have been having a hard time covering these games. There's a guy out of Milwaukee who's a veteran uh, cameraman named Dwayne Rodriguez that I know. You know Dwayne. Yep, know um, Dwayne. So he, on the weekends, you know, besides the, the TV production he does in the Milwaukee and Wisconsin area, then he hops on planes and catches up with CBS, and he shoots the end zone cameras. Well, he, he had that Buffalo game, and, you know, he was at the airport for two days watching every flight cancel the Ooh. Buffalo Friday and Saturday before he finally got a plane out on Sunday. For, and then, fortunately for him, the game was moved to Monday. I mean, it's been tough. You run into these media people at these airports this past uh, week or so, and, and that, that's sort of going on. 
But there were some, a couple of national writers came, and everybody from the state was there, and all gathered around Jordan. And I think one of the most more interesting topics is this, is after that unbelievable performance against the Cowboys, and for the last three weeks, you know, you've had a different star of the week. You've had Jaden Reed, who should be, because he's a high draft pick, and he comes with so much talent, even though he's just a rookie. But then Bo Melton ends up being you know, a star for a game and leading receiver coming up from the practice squad. And it's Jordan, you know, distributing the ball to whoever's the hot guy, whoever's the hot hand. And, you know, that's that's the beauty of what's going on right now. You go from how in the heck can Matt LaFleur win any games with a bunch of rookies at wide receiver and then a rookie, essentially, quarterback. These guys are all playing for each other. They're all competing for jobs. They're all trying to beat the beat, you know, Christian Watson trying to get back on from injury, and Jaden Reed, Romeo Dobbs, you know, he was almost forgotten for a couple of weeks, and then suddenly he's the star. So you asked Jordan Love about how well are the receivers playing together right now as a team? Yeah, I think that's just the mindset of that room. Um, I've said it before, I think it's a very unselfish room. Um, and I think it's just the, the character of everybody in the room. Um, you know, it's a, it's a great group, and they've come together a lot throughout the season, just the bond. Um, and, you know, our receiver coach, Rave, says it a lot, you know, go out there and play for your brother. Um, you know, the routes they run, a lot of them, um, sometimes they might know they're not getting the ball, but, you know, they're, they're clearing guys out, opening uh, voids up for, for their brother. So, and, and they do that in the, the run game as well, going out there and block for your brother. So I think it's a very unselfish room, and uh, it's helping guys be able to perform at high levels. And, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, it might be one guy getting the ball, getting a lot of receptions, getting a lot of yards, and it might be another guy next week. So, um, you know, I think uh, uh, it's just that that whole mindset in that room is awesome right now. Mike, uh, you know, I keep going back, and I know the question comes up about last year, and I keep thinking to myself, I wonder where this team would have been had when Rodgers broke the thumb they would have allowed Jordan Love to come in and play a couple of games. Maybe they win that Detroit game. Maybe they win the Jets game. Maybe they win one of those games because he just runs the offense. And then instead of finding themselves battling at the end of the season against Detroit, maybe they're actually in the postseason with one of the hotter teams at the time. And then maybe they can uh, go on and make some hay in that particular fashion, you know? Well, and I asked Brian Gutekinds that. I don't think it was the end of season presser. I think it was that one where he came and talked to us uh, in December or after some particular situation was going on with the team. And I just simply said, why wouldn't you let this, you know, backup quarterback that's been with you for two and a half years and, you know, you're saying that, you know, you're excited for his potential. Why would you let him play the next week after Roger says that, you know, he fractured his thumb against the Giants? Of course, remember that was like three or four weeks before Aaron actually told some kid waiting outside the gate there was a right. fan that he broke his thumb, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Classic Aaron Rodgers. Why don't you, uh, why don't you let love play? And he said, because we want the best chance to win. So that means like, okay, so Aaron Rodgers with a fractured thumb is better than your number one pick at quarterback. Oh my God. That doesn't sound very good. Does it? Right. Well, Anyway, we know how the rest of that all went down. And I asked Jordan yesterday, we saw you get into that Eagles game. We saw you light it up and the speed and everything. Um, do you think if you'd had this opportunity a year ago that you would be at this level of playing last year? Um, I would hope so. Um, I think, 
with all the reps I've got this year, I've, I've been able to execute more at a higher level. Um, but, uh, yeah, I would hope that, you know, when you get in, you want to execute at the best of your abilities. But uh, who knows? Who knows? You know, Mike, um, with all the, the wide receivers and guys getting healthy and, you know, we've, we've seen, unlike Jaden Reed, who's a guy that not only is healthy for, you know, the offense, but also for healthy for special teams, it's, it's got to – I asked this question yesterday. If you go pound for pound, player for player, the, the 49ers have names – but the Packers seem to have depth and a lot of guys at a lot of positions that can do a lot of things right now. You know what I mean? As they get healthy? Yeah, and a lot of young players that I think are just flying around the field. Like, you know, uh, early in last weekend's game, uh, the Packers had scored again, then they kick off, and then a, a kid named Zane Anderson, was a backup safety, would come up from the practice squad, and he was active. He makes a big hit and is jumping around. And it was, you could tell just by by the reactions from his teammates as they're hopping around because he put this big hit on the Cowboys' uh, uh, kick returner. They run to the sidelines, and everybody's like, man, even Zane, okay, even the 53rd player on this team making a big play today. Everybody's contributing, and it was a great moment. So then I talked to Jaden Reed briefly after the game in the locker room in Dallas because to, to me, I thought it looked like there was times where either Christian Watson was double teamed or Reed, number 11, was double teamed. Also, remember uh, Jaden Reed as punt returner. Remember he had that, that uh, deep punt return, and at, he this time he signaled fair catch earlier than when he did it too late before. But he was able to draw uh, some guy hitting him and draw another penalty flag. I mean, the Cowboys had tons of penalties. We're not even talking about that. So I asked him, um, did you, you know – did you have double coverage during a lot of this game today? They double teamed me a few times. It looked like yeah. it. Yeah. It looked like it. Yeah, they did. From upstairs, it looked like they don't care. Yeah. They're just going to fling it today. Yeah. Man, that's every day. We, you know what I'm saying? We trying to make big plays every week. Um, that's what we're about. We got the guys in the room to do it, so that's our mindset every week. Today, your fair catch worked out. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, a little place like that, yeah. even on special teams, no, no right? doubt. Hell, Zane Anderson over there making a yeah, play no doubt. on the kick. It's about complimenting football, you know. Offense, defense, special teams all playing together. Come out with a big win like that. The, you know, look, uh, I I believe that these guys are all playing complimentary football right now. That's something that Mike LaFleur was talking about all season long, that the offense wasn't getting the job done and the defense was, and then vice versa in mid-portion of the season. And then, obviously, it's all started to come together. Yeah, I I think the only thing where the players don't want to look is when Anders Carlson is lining up for a point after touchdown, right? Right. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> but now so we got a chance to talk to the offensive coordinator Adam Stenovich who who told us, you know, when it comes to third down plays, you know the guy who drives up is drawing up the plays on that menu is the receivers coach, Jason Vrabel. And then he says first and second down, you know, him and Matt and the rest of the guys are all contributing. Ben Sermons, the running back coach. I found that interesting in terms of how they've been game planning this year. And so I asked him, were the Cowboys double teaming Jaden Reed or, or Christian Watson? And is that why Romeo Dobbs? And Romeo told, told me, I said, how are you getting open? He says, just following our rules. Just following our checklist. If this happens, if they take out number one and take number two as number three, then you need to be safety valve and you need to run to the sideline 
you know, find yourself an open spot. And Jordan will he'll he'll look at one, he'll look at two, and then he'll look for his safety, and he'll assume that's where you are, and he can fling the ball without even having to look. He he knows you're there. And so I asked Stenovich about that double coverage from the Cowboys. Yeah, I, I didn't specifically, you know, we went into the game plan not knowing because they'd shown the ability to do that at times to take single wide receivers away. But I really didn't notice it too much where they were game planning around one single guy. And I think that's a big advantage that we have because we can spread the ball around. We have a lot of weapons all over the place. So, no, I didn't really notice them, you know, trying to take one receiver away as opposed to the other. And Romeo, you know, he's just following his rules, but he also ran some pretty spectacular routes when you watch some of those. You can just see the talent that he has for running routes and uh, just some strong catches, and it was really fun to watch him. There you go, talking to uh, Mike Clemens, and uh, let's do this. We'll step out, we'll take a quick break, we'll come back. Mike is live up in Green Bay, and uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Quick Trip. Don't forget they have got the milk, uh, the Nature's Touch milk on sale right now, two ninety nine a gallon, and uh, you can also uh, stop in and check uh, out everything uh, when it comes to um, the you know the, the specials that they have, whether it's breakfast sandwiches, burgers, what have you. But uh, that's our friends over at Quick Trip. And you can also, if you find uh, the little app and you go to it on your phone and you can look at all the different specials they have, and then you can, every now and then you can find yourself some relief at the pump too. So if, say, you want to go in and you buy a certain item or two or three of a certain item, they'll give you anywhere from $0.05, cents, $0.10, cents, $0.15 cents off, even up to $0.50 cents off a gallon of gas. They are doing anything and everything they can to help you relieve some of the pain at the pump for sure. That's our friends at Quick Trip. Just so many different reasons. And when I travel this weekend, you better know that's where I'm stopping. I use that Quick Rewards card all the time with our friends over there at Quick Trip. Stay tuned. We got more with Mike Clements live up in Green Bay. Right. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. You better play your best when you and, and also you better buckle your chin strap because they're a very physical football team and if you don't match that physicality, they'll run you right off the field. Buckle it up, strap it on. That's uh, that's good old fashioned football talk because you're playing football with a football helmet on and football. So. Welcome back in, Mike Clemens joining us on the hotline. And, Mike, that is the strap. You always wait for the end of the year of these. We're going to have to strap it up. Got to strap it on. Uh, and the comment from uh, any football coach, well, everybody will say that. Uh, same thing. It's very cliche. But it's true because this is going to be their toughest test, I believe, of the season. Well, Kyle Shanahan still gets these, has a very physical team year after year. Um, I want to remind you of uh, – I want to take you back to the 2015 season. It was January 2014 season, rather. January 2015. And your Green Bay Packers, they they made a little trip out to Seattle to play Russell Wilson and those guys. Yes. Russell threw like three interceptions, right? And Aaron Rodgers was out there, you know, delivering the football, even though he's standing there on, you know, one bad leg there with the, the calf injury. But the Packers were up by two or three scores. And it looked like it was just about over with for Pete Carroll and the Seahawks coming up close to uh, halftime. And uh, John Ryan, their punter, was their holder, and they were going to attempt a 19-yard field goal. And Pete Carroll sent in this uh, offensive tackle, Gary Gillum, as an eligible receiver out there. And they ran a fake field goal and got a touchdown instead of a field goal. Completely flipped the game. Or how about let's go toward the end of the game and the onside kick. 
and uh, they, they, they point it right at Brandon Bostic, who bobbles the ball, okay? Do you know who the special teams coordinator was for Pete Carroll that day? Uh, that was Sean Slocum, right? No, it was Brian Schneider who will be your Oh, for Pete Carroll. For Pete Carroll. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it will be your special teams coordinator for the 49ers on Saturday night. And I asked Rich Bisaccia about this cat, Brian Schneider. No, I think Brian's really had his own style. You know, he was with the Raiders when he first came in the league a long time ago when Lane Kiffin was the coach. And he'd come out of college, being at Colorado State. And like I said, I've known Brian a long time. And, and um, you know, he's got some history against the Packers when he was in there in Seattle. And, and so, you know, really we just study him and the way in which he plays and adjustments that he's made over time. And, and um, we've played against each other multiple times as well from when I was with the Chargers. And, and obviously he was in Seattle to obviously now where we're at here. So um, he's a challenge. He plays an extremely aggressive style. He's always had a tremendous return game, and it's really no different now. And then the punter, again, uh, I'll bring up the punter. It's just, you know, he's kind of an Aussie rules guy, and he has multiple punts, and he's really good in the red zone, and, and uh, they're hard to get your hands on all of them. So um, we'll have our hands full with, with him as well. So, Mike, um, you know, obviously special teams hugely important. We all know that. But uh, I think the one thing that everybody keeps looking to is the defense. You know, uh, I said it earlier today, a lot of people holding their breath. Oh, my God, is the Joe Barry defense going to show up and then they're going to lose this game? I, you know, the guys up front have been playing well. I don't think they have gotten enough credit. Specifically, and I mentioned this, Devontae Wyatt has been playing extremely well as well. I think over the last six games, he's really shined. And that's why he was a high draft pick, and it's his speed that, that shows through and, he, and his toughness. When you talk about the defensive line, yeah, that's really been a kind of a secret weapon for the Packers all season. They've been relatively healthy. T.J. Slayton had a, a toe injury, but to be able to move him from just you know some sort of a defensive tackle position to the nose and to get Kenny Clark on the outside and taking up space and you know drawing – a double teams from guards and tackles, that's helped the linebackers. That's helped all of that defense. That's helped hurry up plays and getting pressure on the quarterbacks. Now, Devontae Wyatt had talked to Rob Reichel, who wrote a great article. It's at uh, Forbes Sports. I know you had Rob on the show yesterday about, you know, going against Brock Purdy and, uh, you know, this young quarterback they've got. And it's like, well, look at the tape of the Eagles when they eliminated the 49ers last year. With the, they Tarantier broke the kid's arm, but pressure that quarterback because there's so many guys that they've got on, on that offense from George Kittle on down. You know, you, you've got to stop their offense by stopping the quarterback first. And so Devontae talked about, you know, he was even able to help out uh, against Dak Prescott, get a hand up, get a touch a ball, might lead to uh, an interception. Yeah, definitely. You definitely. It's a team sport, you know. You get pressure in his face, and you, you, you see that pit, you're like, yes, I did. I, I got some part of that. So, yeah. yeah, you definitely feel great about it. Have you been doing more on the line in terms of stunts and things to, to try to create more pressure, more of it, or has it kind of been that same all season? I mean, it's been the same. You're going to keep the same plan. You know, you're not going to switch it up. So you keep the same thing, the main thing, the main thing. You know, Mike, uh, and one of the, the keys to the game to me is Devontae White and the guys up front. I mean, uh, they have got to get pressure on Brock Purdy. You get some pressure on him, maybe you kind of get him into that uh, turnover mode because we've seen that a couple of times this season where he's had multiple turnovers in games. And I said you get a couple of turnovers, you don't turn the ball over, and you got a good shot at winning this thing. Right, right. I mean, you gotta, you've got to get the kid off his spot. you got to get him thinking a little bit, although he's, he has been really cool to just stepped in the situation he did last year, win his first six, seven, eight games in a row, uh, et cetera. 
the other thing about the defense, uh, the Packers defense, is this. You know, sometimes I, I get, like, listeners that say, in midseason, it was October or something, hey, Lucas Van Ness, well, that was a wasted uh, first-round pick. He hasn't done nothing yet. And it's like, well, you know, hang in there. First of all, they're healthy. They got Preston Smith, you know, playing great. They're, you know, they've got this uh, Kingsley Enigbare in his second year, number 55, playing tremendous. You got Rashawn Gary coming back from a torn ACL. Uh, now, of course, those two have switched. It looks like Enigbare has got a torn ACL, and he's done. They're really going to miss him on special teams. But then, you know, one other guy said something like, oh, gee. So Rashawn Gary gets a new $100 million contract, and he disappears. And it's like, you know, when the game was over with, I got the game book and looked at it. It's like, sure enough, he had like one tackle. Like, mm-hmm. where was Rashawn Gary on this? And he's not talking. To, he Rashawn Gary has not talked to us in the locker room since the week that Jair Alexander got suspended. You know, I, I don't know what's going mm-hmm. on. So I asked Joe Barry, you know, do you need to see more quarterback sacks from Rashawn Gary this week at the 49ers? Yeah, of course. I mean, I, I think uh, Rashawn is is a, a you know, when we play well, it's because he plays well. You know, um, he's that type of an impact player for us. But um, I will be the first to say that, you know, there's a lot of things that Rashawn Gary does that doesn't show up specifically on the stat book after the game. You know, um, you can affect the quarterback in many ways, you know, hitting them, pressuring them, um, you know, harassing them, um, getting them off the spot, not necessarily always just sacking him. But, um, and, you know, great players get a lot of attention. You know, they get double teamed, they get chipped. The ball might come out a little bit faster when you're playing against a, a defensive line that has a great rush. So, but I, I still think he's he's highly productive and highly effective in getting after the quarterback. You know, Mike, uh, with Angabari being out, I mean, he's probably going to get more snaps. There's going to be the rotation of him, Preston Smith, and Lucas Van Ness, but. You're going to see probably more of uh, Rashawn Gary on the field, you would assume, right? Yeah, it is going to be more snaps for Van Ness. There's a kid named Brenton Cox as a backup outside linebacker who's been on, you know, the inactive list. He's been healthy, but you know, he's just not good enough for special teams, or whatever. And Enik Barry also was tremendous on special teams, according to Visaccia. But I asked Joe Barry, so you know, with Enik Barry gone. Um, does this mean more snaps for Rashawn Gary out there at outside linebacker, trying to stop your, uh, trying to create your pass rush and stop Christian McCaffrey from getting outside? Oh yeah, yeah, of, of course. You know, um, JJ Obari has done. You know, I'm big on, and I, I repeat myself with you guys all the time. I think that improvement that you see with a young player from year to year, and you know where he's gotten. Um, to this point right now in his second year, it, it's been it's been awesome to see because again, just a guy that just came in and worked his tail off every single day. You know, really followed the lead of, of Preston and Rashawn. You know, I talk about that veteran leadership. And again, you know, you might you might look at JJ's stats like we were just talking about statistics. There's so many things that show up that JJ has done for us just in raw effort and hustle and playing physical and playing nasty. He'd gotten to the point where he, he'd been a, he's been a really good player in the run for us. So he will be missed. There's no doubt about it. But, you know, any time that, you know, from an outside linebacker standpoint, when you have a rotation um, and you lose somebody in that rotation, that, that's going to affect everybody. You know, whether J.J. plays 15 snaps one game or 22 snaps the next game, 
those, those plays are going to be missed by him. So they got to be, you know, you got to up everyone else. Absolutely. You know, Mike, uh, one of the keys also, I believe, is going to be Jair and Jair in coverage. Now, he wasn't with C.D. Lamb everywhere because they rotated guys, but they did double C.D. Lamb for most of the game. But having Jair on the field uh, is is big. And at least the word out of Lambeau is, is that Jair's ahead this week of where he was at this point in time last week. Yeah, especially when you think about uh, the coordination he showed on his interception against uh, the Cowboys. So um, I talked to Jair after the game. Now he's been in, you know, rehab. But, yeah, we're talking about when he, you know, twists his ankle on a Wednesday uh, walkthrough and still managed to be able to show up uh, on game day against the Cowboys. And we asked him, you know, what did it take for you to get back on the field that week? Yeah, yep, yep, all week. Probably about five hours in the training room. You know, it's a testament to also the training staff, man. The training staff got me out there, and they knew the importance of, of this game, and I, I wanted to play so bad. So I was in treatment about five, six hours every day, you know, and then at, and then at night, more treatment. So, you know, it was just a testament to, to, to God, for real. Being an underdog? Uh, shoot, I mean, that's fine. We love being underdogs. I mean, you know, not me, but, you know, we all as a team probably would like being underdogs. So keep sleeping. There you go. Let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. Come back. Another segment with Mike Clemens live up in Green Bay. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends in Northern Lights Event Venue. This season uh, in the 2024 year, if you're looking, or even 2025 they're booking for now, but if you've got, say, a rehearsal dinner, a small reception, a wedding reception, whatever that happens to be, birthday parties, you name it, or you got a meeting, a uh, business event, photo shoot, because they have photo backdrops, studios and such upstairs, two tiers. It's right on the Milwaukee Riverfront. It is northernlightseventvenue.com. That's northernlightseventvenue.com. Look it up. If you are a business, and I know I've had a couple of people that have reached out and said, oh, I, we didn't even know it was there, right next to the Screaming Tuna, uh, right across from the Third Ward. It's right there, a beautiful place, and they didn't even know it was there. So I've had a couple of companies that have reached out and said, hey, we had some meetings there. Boy, thanks for the heads up because some of the meeting space in your own businesses inside conference rooms aren't that big and aren't that nice, and this one is. And they can bring in food. You can cater things. You can do so many different things with it. NorthernLightsEventVenue.com. you got to go look at it, Northern Lights Event Venue. Dot com And if you got a dinner, a wedding, a photo shoot, a business event, whatever it is coming up, that's the place to go. More with Mike Clemens coming up. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey, uh, we got a great offensive line. Purdy has played at an MVP level. And then you have the receivers. Also, you have Kittle in there. So it's a well-balanced offense. And you got to do something to kind of take them off their game somehow, some way. Welcome back to the pro. Oh, no. Did we lose Bill? We lose power, we'll work to get Phil back here in just a minute or two. Hopefully, we can wrap up our conversation with Mike Clemens. Mike, brought to us by the Bay Motel in Green Bay, the family restaurant as well, which features home cooking seven days a week, South Military Avenue, baymotelgreenbay.com for more details. Uh, Mike, sorry you're stuck with me until we get uh, we get Bill back. Sorry about that. That must That's stink. Fine. We're good. We're good. <laughs> oh, there we go. Bill, are you back? Oh, I heard him. 
I heard him for a sec. Yeah, I heard a glitch there too. Yeah, oh man, I'll I'll shoot him a message. Sorry about that, Mike. Well, what I wanted to talk about was about the 49ers, a team that uh, the Packers lost to four times when Aaron Rodgers was quarterback. To Jim Harbaugh and Colin Kaepernick, they went on to a Super Bowl but lost to the Ravens down in uh, New Orleans. Remember the 45-minute uh, blackout when the, the lights went out during that game? And then they they lost to the 49ers twice uh, when they had um, uh, going against uh, – I'm hearing something there. Uh, Kyle Shanahan uh, and and that group, that regime, and one of those times Shanahan took the team uh, to the Super Bowl in Miami, but they lost to the Chiefs. So uh, Nick Bosa, uh, tremendous defensive end, was talking about uh, those teams, and now he's going to face Jordan Love. And he was asked, uh, what does he see on tape in terms of con- comparing an Aaron Rodgers offense versus a Jordan Love offense. The whole team has improved throughout the entire season. They've gotten a lot of guys healthy, and, and they have a lot of the same guys from the past really good teams they've had, and um, a quarterback who does exactly what he's coached to do, which Aaron Rodgers is a Hall of Famer and unbelievable, but he kind of went outside of the realm of, of coaching, and and uh, sometimes it's, it's good when you have a guy who, who does what he's coached to do. Mike, uh, you know, I'm back, and uh, Grant's back, so we're all good with that. Uh, Here's the question I have for you. Uh, The way the team played uh, early this season, then they go through the lull, and now they're kind of feeling it. They played well against Minnesota. They played well against Chicago. They played well against Dallas. There's got to be something to to be said for being in the zone, so to speak. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it also starts with good pass protection. And the big difference for me is Aaron Jones. I mean, how do you go losing to the Giants – and then the, the games that they've had, the last three games they've had, and the biggest difference maker is Aaron Jones is on the field. He's getting over 100 yards, and he's pass blocking. And Jordan Love was asked, you know, you guys feel like you've got the momentum. Is that a real thing? It's huge. Um, you know, I think uh, coming to the postseason, that's been, been huge for us. Kind of got rolling with those uh, three wins back to back to back. So, um, you know, it's, it's huge for us right now, just having that momentum um, and, and continuing to keep it rolling. You know, Mike, uh, here's a question for you, and, and then I'll, I'll, I'll cut you loose, but you've got uh, some questions. I just saw it pop up on the live stream. They said, well, you know, Shanahan's got LaFleur's number, and he'll be out coached." And I thought, you know what? You go back to the game a couple of years ago in the Snow Globe game at uh, Lambeau Field. I, I don't think LaFleur really got out coached. You just wonder, was it Rodgers? Or, you know, I mean, the defense obviously held up their end of the bargain. The, the, the special team certainly gave it up. But does he get out coached, or because there's so much familiarity, it just comes down to man-to-man play? Yeah, I, you know, as Nick Bosa just suggested there, maybe Aaron Rodgers made it a little too complicated at times. Um, right. It, to to me though, you know, it's it, it's your this is still a very physical football team in the 49ers, and this is a team when uh, you just go up and down their schedule and the games that they won and, and the five that they lost with a 12 and five record, you see. You see um, things where basically if they get control of the football, they'll keep your offense off the field for most of the first half. And I talked to Jordan Love about that as well. Like, you know, you've got to be mentally ready that you may not only see the ball one time in the first quarter. So they're going to have to change that. The other thing is that the 49ers, their linebackers are pretty good at playing both this pass game and Aaron Jones with Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw. And that's going to be a challenge for Stenovich and LaFleur to scheme up this week. 
Mike, great stuff. Be safe. We'll talk to you coming up on Saturday night, okay? Yeah, and I will not be going to In-N-Out Burger at all this trip. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> See you, Billy. Oh, my goodness. Kicked, kicked in a groin on the way out. Love it. Good stuff from Mike Clemens. That's an inside joke. But that's awesome. <laughs> we got two hours yet to go. Coming up, we are a half hour away. Brian Billick, Super Bowl winning head coach of the Baltimore Ravens, former NFL Network analyst as well. He is going to join us in one half hour. Stay right where you're at. More of the Bill Michael Show next.